Welcome to another episode of A Dope Girl's Guide, where we stay dedicated, original, particular, and excellent in all that we do. This is your girl, Natasha G. Here at A Dope Girl's Guide, we discuss tips, tools, and have candid discussion on life, purpose, and how to do it with excellence. Enjoy another episode of A Dope Girl's Guide. Hey y'all, this is your girl, back at it again, Natasha G for a Dope Girl's Guide. Get ready for today's episode. We're doing a quarantine series. Today's series, we're going to talk about how to stay motivated during this quarantine time, this COVID time. Everybody, we, we just, we just, we just, we, we waiting for this thing to be over. What up? But in the meantime, as we anticipate news of when this will be over i want to talk about steps on how we can stay motivated and how to curb our mindset in such a unforeseen time a turbulent time a frustrated time name it y'all know what you be feeling it's just we, we over it at this point we really over it instead of calling it quarantine time we're gonna call it over it time okay because we just over it So stay tuned for today's episode as we talk about how to stay motivated during this period in our lives. Staying motivated in such hard times. Previously, we spoke about how to stay confident in hard times. We're really going to be a bit more specific this time just because, you know, Ever since that last episode, things have changed dramatically with my personal life and just life in general. You know, I see some of these memes that are out. One meme I saw, it was like, you know, my 2020 goal was to save money. And then the response was, uh, my 2020 goal was to save money. But, you know, universe or God, you went all out with this one. You know, we all just kind of trying to navigate. We're all just trying to... um, basically figure out what we're doing next and I really want to just help us navigate I want to use some strategies that I use to um, stay motivated which I think is one of the struggles that a lot of people are having Um, another thing that I also saw online was it's not a race of this is you know when you're when you have such an ambitious mindset or you just are in this time where the jobs you thought were so certain are no longer certain. The jobs you thought were so stable are no longer stable. People are being laid off and so much is happening. You can begin to put yourself in a space where you start to want to just grab for anything and just want to produce and want to just put something out there and try to solidify yourself because we want security. As people, um, as human beings, we were told certain things are going to give us security and we now realize that there's nothing real secure. And so um, we're trying to scrape for what's available to us or what's at our fingertips. There's online courses available, web series. You know, people are really capitalizing on being able to um, develop new skills and then people who are offering those skills and that training are capitalizing on us as consumers and so part of that is because our mindset is from the place that we really want to um produce and i 
saw something online that says this is not a race of um on it's not a productivity contest this really is just a time where we need to just probably reevaluate some things look at the way we were doing things look at what we deemed as normal and now say this is our new normal and redefine what our lives look like redefine those things that matter um to us those things that no longer matter to us those things that once worked and are no longer working so one of the things that I found were really helpful for me is establish a routine, create a day-to-day routine or a schedule on what you're going to do with your day. Because one of the things that you'll find, um, those who have home-based businesses, those who are working from home, which we're forced to now, is being able to call your time your own. And we've always wanted that, but now we really are calling the time our own because there's nothing else that we have to do but to sit in our homes, right? And so what you want to do is you want to create a routine where you know exactly what's going to happen every day and you can anticipate that because what will begin to happen is you'll begin to feel unproductive because you don't know what's happening. You don't know what you're doing. So one of the things that I found really helpful for me is I have in the night, I have a to-do list of things that I want to do. And then in the morning, I try to get those things done. I take a look at the list of things that I want to get done and get those things done. Because at this point, we ain't got no excuses. I ain't got no excuses. I ain't got nowhere to go. The real only excuse, the only obstacle I got is probably being on the phone with someone longer than I need to be. That's overlapping on my time. But even still, we have all the time that's available to us. So creating a routine, creating a to-do list before and after, which I found to be very effective for me, right? And so my routine really consists of me um, making sure that I'm doing the things that I need to do in terms of my podcasting, in terms of things that I want to do to build myself personally, um, in terms of meditating, prayer, working out, and getting those pieces correct. And just even planning out what I'm also going to cook for the day because that's also time consuming as well, right? And so creating a routine is one of the things that I found to be very, very useful. And uh, these pieces have allowed me to feel a lot more motivated throughout my day because it's something to look forward to, right? Uh, For some reason, as human beings, we find more um, success when we are getting things done, when we see that they're getting done. And so a routine can help you to build to help to build that right another thing that I do is I feed my mind how I feed my mind because of my personality is I'm always listening to a podcast um I can uh if you visit my page on Instagram Natasha underscore Simji uh what I'll do is I suggest some podcasts that you can listen to some audiobooks um one of the audiobooks I've been listening to and revisiting is um a millionaire mindset, which really just goes over old ideals and reprogramming your mind to look at money in another way, addressing childhood um, money management, how you were raised to look at money and readdressing that. And that's really helped me to feed my mind to know what things I want to do next. Um, So I feed my mind with audiobooks. I feed my mind with podcasts. I feed my mind with um, just journaling. Journaling is a really big piece for me. When I'm feeling like my life's a bit of out, uh, out of array, um, uh, off balance, I go back to journaling because it centers me. It brings me back to the place of self-reflection and being able to identify and uproot those things that really are bothering me. Um, because one of the things that you'll find is when you're feeling like your life is out of balance, you begin to 
you begin to get frustrated with elements of your life that are out of control. And sometimes those are other people, your husband, your boyfriend, your family members. You begin to shut people out because you're not realizing that internally something's off. And so journaling can assist you with being able to deal with those issues that lay dormant and addressing those. Um, Some people may not be into journaling. Journaling really is just an aspect of writing down your thoughts and looking at them on paper and being able to reflect on them. Um, You can, if you're not into journaling, you can record your thoughts. There's so many different apps you can do to record your day, record some vocals on how you're feeling and how you're addressing certain things in your life, which I would suggest. Um, And so those are ways in which I feed my mind. Um, why is it important to feed your mind? It's important to feed your mind because that is the thing that runs us. That is the thing that allows your body to do what it's doing. Um, I know we're told it's about working out. It's about every other element, but we're beginning to realize because we have no other distractions right now that feeding your mind and having your mind in the right place is the most vital piece that you can, um, attend to in this time. And so I really encourage you to find ways and strategies on how you can balance yourself, right? How you can begin to find that stability in rooting who you are and rooting yourself in that stable place. And so um, it's just interesting because immediately when I thought about that, I thought um, another strategy that works for me as well is being able to pray which is also another part of meditation as well but it's just having a conversation with God and for me um that has really helped to stabilize me because in the in those times in in the time of prayer you realize there's so much there's something bigger than me um when so much is going wrong you have to try to find balance with being able to find something that's bigger than you because everything out of is out of control, you know? And so um, those are the strategies I find that are really helpful for um, being able to feed my mind, right? And um, being able to, you know, be a success in such hard times, right? And so um, another piece with being able to feed your mind is really just understand that you aren't the only one feeling what you're feeling I think that gives us all comfort in knowing that this just creeped upon us we couldn't have anticipated how it felt we couldn't anticipate how it was going to be and just really um being able to understand that we are all in this thing together right which leads us into the next tip I have which is relationship how do you still foster healthy relationship um, and stay motivated is to build relationship. Once you've built relationship with yourself, with those two um, suggestions and strategies I gave, build relationships with other people. Find, call someone, call family members. Some of us are stuck at home by ourselves. Some of them are stuck at home with our children. That can be a bit overbearing, overwhelming. Um, even though it is your child, connect with somebody. One of the things that I do is me and my friends, we may have like a wine and chill or we schedule a video call every week so that we can stay connected. Um, One of the things that becomes so apparent to me in this time, in this pandemic, is that we as humans crave relationship. We crave it. We need it. It is a vital source for our survival, for our maintenance as human beings. And Having those relationships, being able to communicate with people, being able to see human beings is a vital piece 
for us to stay motivated, for us to find contentment and find peace and just have a sense of joy. It allows us to self-reflect. You know, it allows us to experience a little piece of joy. And so being able to interact with other people, not just online in terms of just scrolling through your Instagram, but being able to connect with people through phone. Um, So make those phone calls, video chat. Um, You're on a walk, seeing someone, although we have to practice social distancing, saying hi, making conversation with people you never had to make conversation with, making amends with people that you fell out with, you know, and um, look, taking a look at what that looks like because, you know, and what that means because I think in this time we're beginning to realize that what we thought mattered no longer mattered, you know, um, the success that society has told us has mattered in terms of getting your nine to five, making that money no longer matters. It matters from this from the financial perspective, but it doesn't matter from the real rudimentary perspective, which is what causes us to continue going. What causes us conti- to continue to stay motivated is our interaction with other people. Now, tell me, what would it, you know, profit a man to the word of God says, what would it profit a man to gain the world and absolutely lose his, lose his soul? And I think about that. And I look at the individuals that strive to make all this money, strive for the societal success, and now they're home alone. Hence why the society, the government is putting thousands, they are expecting thousands of dollars to be put into mental health after this pandemic. Because we are now having to shift what we thought was success. We are now having to shift what we valued we're realizing that the things that value more are the things that we cannot not touch those things that are not tangible like relationships like having a solid mindset like experiencing peace finding peace within ourselves right and so these are the pieces that have really helped to me because I've felt a bit um anxious I felt a bit oh my God, what do I do next? You know, if anyone knows me personally, they know I'm always thinking about the next thing to do, always having an ambitious stride, wanting to do this, wanting to do that. And I'm realizing more than ever that consistency and discipline matters most. And finding the root of why you're doing everything that you're doing matters most. And to me, what matters most to me is being able to help people when they're down, being able to motivate people and transform mindsets and being able to reprogram um, things that are no longer working and replacing them with things that do work. And so that's where I find my passion and my drive. And those things cannot be purchased with money. Those things are timeless. And so I really just encourage everybody and I really hope that this episode was really helpful for you guys all. Message me, give me feedback, call me, let me know if these strategies you are using, what ideas do you have, right? In terms of creating a routine, feeding your mindset and building relationships with other people, right? And so um, once again, it's your girl back at it with a dope girl's guy. We stay dedicated, original, particular and excellent in all that we do. Y'all stay excellent. Do not let these unforeseen situations and circumstances allow you to be down check out my past episodes that I did on staying confident in hard times check out my episodes we got some cool things in store for you guys in our quarantine series 
our next episode, we're really going to talk about being able to manage our anxiety in uncertain times, where we're going to really just go deep with um, the true essence of life and how we can um, how we can challenge ourselves to be better people. So I hope this was insightful for y'all. Um, come back, join me for another episode of A Dope Girl's Guide. Later. Hey, my people, this is your girl, Natasha G, back at it again from A Dope Girl's Guide, where we stay dedicated, overrated, particular, and excellent in all that we do. I know we said that in the intro, but I'm going to introduce it again. In this podcast, we stay dedicated to what we're called to do, our purpose. We stay original, which means we embrace who we are. We are particular, which means we stand in being different and unique, however that looks. And we stay excellent, which means we're constantly growing, evolving, even in our imperfections, in knowing that we can love ourselves in that. So this is what Adult Girls Guide is about. Join me for another episode of our quarantine series where we tackle anxiety, how to deal with anxiousness in any unforeseen circumstance um listen i'm gonna let y'all know i am not a psychologist i mean i am not an expert the only thing i'm an expert at is at my own life and what's worked for me and so my ultimate goal is to share the strategies that have helped for to me for me and to share with y'all so stay tuned for another episode um yeah get ready so we are going to be talking about anxiety and how to manage it um, and how to really overcome it by overcome I mean being able to identify what it is and using strategies to um, figure out how we can successfully deal with it a lot of times people use this idea of overcome as a theory of just uh, eliminating something um, with no knowledge or no understanding, we could just kind of in our minds think it's gone and it not actually be gone. But I really want to tackle strategies that we can use to identify an issue and then um, tools that we can apply to take to, to make our lives better and to at least if we can't take it away, but at least manage it in the best way possible that at some point we are no longer dealing with it it no longer becomes something that's taking over our lives so we're talking about overcoming anxiety and I think one of the first things you need to identify is what actually is anxiety and I have um, I've created my own definition based on my experience and what I know it to be it's the idea that you know what will happen next due to past experience this is the idea that we can control what will come next so it really is you wanting to put yourself in a mental position that you can anticipate anticipate the outcome of a situation. Now, many people um, use this word anxiety lightly. And in the beginning, like in the maybe the past three to five years, we've heard depression and anxiety at an all-time high. Like it is actually a household word. People use it like nobody's business. And they overuse it in my book and they overdiagnose it. Well, you're hearing so many people who are like, oh, my God, I suffer from anxiety. This is what it is. And they just let it take over. And to me, this is no judgment. I'm not judging anybody that's dealt with anxiety before. I'm not judging anything because I've been in moments in my life where I'd had to take a lot of deep breaths and a lot of moments in my life that have been normalized that I realized were actually moments that were overwhelming for me that I would define as anxiety. And I think um, if you are getting to the point where it's overbearing and over you're no longer able to manage and control and you can no longer identify it until after 
this scenario situation, that's when you know you have a situation on your hands. So anxiety really is the idea that you want to be in control of what's going to happen next or you already in your mind anticipate what's going to happen next. And how I know and how I come to this conclusion is I've spoken to various people, even in my own personal situation where um, I'm I've thought about how something is going to transpire because of something that's happened in the past. Either someone's getting angry at my response or my response to somebody wasn't received well. And so as a result, it makes me feel as though whatever it is I am going to say next or however it is I'm going to respond is not going to be received well. So therefore, it causes me to now be anxious and anxiousness looks like sweating, looks like not doing what you plan to do, looks like prolonging something looks like overthinking it, looks like no longer going through with the plans that you originally had because you would have anticipated the outcome to be something negative, right? And so really and truly this episode is really about identifying your own anxieties in your life, those things that you've thought for, you think about and they don't necessarily have the best outcomes um, because of something that's transpired in the past, um, usually, or because of how you view that situation. And usually it's a negative perspective. And what you we need to do as people is identify why I have a negative perspective. And sometimes we don't realize that that's because something has transpired in the past that was negative. Or not necessarily something directly from similar to the exact situation that you're going through. But it may be because something... It may be because you might have a track record in your life that something negative is continually happening that now you anticipate every scenario to then be a negative one. And so our job is to ensure that we're identifying that, but not only that, but we're reprogramming our minds to be like, you know what, it doesn't have to happen that way. And instead of entertaining a negative thought, entertain positive thoughts of how it's going to, um, how the end result will be. So for instance, you know, when I was in, college, high school, university, I always took forever to start essays. And the reason why I took forever to start assignments and essays is because I anticipated the outcome was going to be negative. So I assumed that I was going to fail or not get a good mark. So what I would do is prolong it so that I can, so that if I was to get a bad mark, what I would then do is be like, well, it's only because I started later. So I set myself up for failure and sometimes anxiety can 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 take over you in that way where you begin to not embark on a circumstances, situations, relationships, new things, business opportunities and um, partnerships because you anticipate that there's going to be failure. You're going to fail for some reason. Right. And so until I began to um, start assignments and essays earlier and got that positive outcome, I then realized that it was important for me to start them earlier and because there was a new outcome that came about, I then began to start from that new formula and that new programming and that new idea, which was a positive one, right? And so how does that apply to you in your current situation as it concerns quarantine? Well, many many of us are really dealing with um, not knowing what the end result is going to be for our lives. Many of us are in, a, our jobs are in a pause. We're not getting paid. Many of us are landlords. We don't know if our tenants going to pay us. The government's saying that, saying 
tenants don't need to pay and they're forgetting about the landlords having mortgage and all kinds of things. So you anticipate or you're anxious about the outcome. You're anxious about the fact that you may not be able to pay your bills. But I've curved my mindset to think, you know what? At least I have it. Or at least I have a roof on my head. Or at least I'm in a situation where I'm not starving. Or at least I'm in a situation where I can take advantage of resources like deferring of payments. And the government is there to assist where need be. And why it's important to identify what resources are available is because oftentimes what happens when we're anxious is we cloud out the idea that there's solutions available for us. So we're we're so busy thinking about the negative outcome that we don't think that the situation can actually change by us just thinking there's a solution to this. The outcome can actually be different than what we anticipated to be. So some might be thinking, okay, I'm going to lose my house. Some might be thinking, well, what if I'm not able to feed my children? Some may think, okay, what if I don't have a place to live? And these are realistic things and I do not want to be insensitive to them. However, I believe that there's where there's a will, there's a way and there's always a room for escape, right? By that, there, I mean, there's always a solution as long as we can curb our mindsets to think positively, there's always going to be a solution, right? Um, And it's why is it important for us to not only um, find solutions, um, but also to, to identify those anxious parts of our lives, those parts that we anticipate will have negative outcomes is because what happens is we don't realize that our body responds to people around us. We get angry with people. We get irritated. Um, we start to respond to people in a manner that's generally negative and we don't really know what's going on because we've allowed these negative thoughts to take so to cloud us so much that we don't realize it right so it's important that we identify these solutions immediately when you start to think negative replace that with a positive thought and so and how you can do that is um write down what your situation is write down what it is And maybe from writing it down, you can look at some solutions sometimes or talk about someone to talk to someone about it. Usually what we do is we just fester these thoughts in our minds and we don't talk to anybody about it. We don't talk to our friends about it. We don't let a lot of people know our spouses, our partners about what we're going through, about what we're feeling and what our thoughts are that they ruminate and they become bigger than what they need to be and they become now those thoughts are so much a part of you that you then don't, don't realize that they're negative thoughts and why it's important to bring somebody else those thoughts that you have is because usually when you bring to someone else they might say but there's a solution for this well have you thought about this or have you thought about that and then you begin to realize that maybe what you were thinking wasn't really realistic right? And that leaves us accountable to realize how we're acting, how we're responding, right? And so I really encourage everyone to kind of take advantage of like support groups that are available for you because they've been, they've been um, helpful for me, right? When I'm talking to my friend and I'm irritated about something and I tell them what it is and then they're like, um, do you realize that you could have just called your bank and get this? Or Natasha, do you realize that you can actually... Um, Call your insurance company and use this re- use this resource or that resource. Or, hey, I got an email. And then the situation becomes lighter because you're not only dealing with it by yourself, right? Um, and so it's so important to be mindful of the fruits and the outcomes of anxiety. Not only does it let 
others around you feel anxious and you get mad and frustrated at others is it also hinders you from not starting what you need to do. It sabotages what you already have going on because you're overthinking, because you're anticipating the outcome, because you're anticipating the movements and the actions of others, which generally is, I'm going to be honest with you, that generally is my um, issue. Oftentimes I want to control a lot of elements around me that sometimes those elements become people. And one of the things that you'll realize or will realize in life is humans cannot, if I am not able to have my own um, thoughts under control, how can I control the actions of somebody else, right? And so what identifying those negative thoughts and anxiousness, those negative thoughts would actually form into anxiousness does, is it, 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 it allows you and gives you room to figure out what things you need to deal with, what issues you need to deal with, right? And so while we're just dealing with the surface of this in this episode, I really wanted to address it. I really wanted us to take time out to really ask ourselves questions, right? What generally, what is your most prominent thought when you think about the outcome of something, when you're thinking about people? Is it negative? Is it generally negative? Is it generally a pessimistic mindset or a optimistic one? So optimistic is the fact that we're open-minded and pessimistic is the fact that you're closed-minded, so you're usually thinking, you know, I don't want to go on that ride because so many bad things are going to happen, or I don't want to go on that trip because what if we, what if, what if we can't get back? What if there, the the plane falls? What if, you know, and you're thinking about all these other reasons, and then you can talk to someone else or entertain another thought, and there's all these reasons why it can happen, right? And so we don't realize how much negative thoughts transpire into conditions and diagnosis. Right. And so my real I feel like my duty and my my job in this episode is to really identify those negative thoughts that we have about ourselves even and those negative thoughts we have about things about about our lives. Right. And why it's important for us to reprogram. I look at it as like a reprogram because many of us um, are moving in a default mode and default is like what you're. It's 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 a it's a term used by like individuals that, you know, use computers. Right. It's usually default mode. Your phone goes on default mode. The computer goes on default mode, which is the actual hard wire. It's like the actual original makeup of the computer or of the CPU or whatever it is that you're using. If it's in default mode, it automatically will go back to that. That means it's an old. It's what originally was there it's the foundation of what was there because that's how it was programmed and so what we're doing in our adulthood is we're wanting to reprogram so we're wanting to make create new defaults create new defaults and so if we can begin to identify what those defaults are in our lives and what they what the end result is going to be what our minds what our minds um form at the end of a situation or about a situation, we can begin to reprogramming, reprogram them. But not until we identify what those things are or what we have negative thoughts about, we cannot um, deal with it, right? And so these are the things that I think a lot of people will will not tell you. Once again, I said I'm not a psychologist. I am not. I am not. Um, I don't have a degree in it. I don't. But it's not. It's not to say I'm disqualified in it. But it is to say that. I'm not undermining what it, whatever it is. If people really, you know, 
are diagnosed with anxiety and they have these real issues. What I want to get to is the root of it. The root of it, oftentimes when you're going to a doctor, they're already dealing with the fruit of it. So they're really trying to crash out the symptoms and then they never get to the root of it. But what I'm doing, and hopefully I can reach everybody by understanding that your negative thought about something because of something that's happened historically or something that you or or just your mindset about life itself because you've experienced so much negative, it can form the fruit of anxiety, right? Of depression, of which we're only talking about anxiety now, which is just you anticipating that something is going to be wrong. So as a result, it makes you breathe. It makes you breathe faster. It makes your heart rate go up. You start to yell. You start to get, you know, you feel like you're not heard. You feel like you want to do all these things to manage the situation that clearly is out of your control, right? And so um, I really want to conclude with understanding that at the end of the day, you cannot be in control of anything but yourself. Sometimes, no matter what you do, no matter how much steps you put forward, you will not be able to um, control the outcome of anything. You can study for a test, the hardest, okay, and still not get an A. You can be the best woman you want to be, but your husband still not be that person. And so why I'm tackling that, why I'm even addressing that is I'm addressing the fact that, you know what, in reality, as long as our mindsets and the way we respond to something is reprogrammed, we can, anything is possible to me, right? And so I know that, you know, I really hope that these points are useful, but the reason why I even wanted to tackle this is because I began to realize and maybe about last week that I was becoming anxious. I began to think about so much things that were going on in my life and the, and the fact that, okay, COVID's, COVID's here. All these people are dying. Like, I need a foolproof plan, right? And I started to scramble and I started to look at areas of my life that weren't in place the way I needed it to be. And I started to lash out on other people around me. And I had to stop for a minute. And one of the things I did mention in the past episode was journaling. And doing that um, moment of prayer and those times of prayer, I realized I had to just put my thoughts down on paper and realize where that was coming from. And I realized it was coming from a level of discontentment within all what was going on around me um, and what was transpiring. A lot of it was out of my control. And I had to recalibrate my mind to realize that the only thing I can control is myself. Right. And so I thought, what a phenomenal idea for me to begin to speak about this because if I'm experiencing there's a lot of other people experiencing that who have children who have financial responsibilities right and so I really just hope that this episode was helpful for you um I know I see that some people listen to my past episode really want you guys to go on and message me on my Instagram Natasha Sim G underscore Sim GR let me know what you thought about it give me some feedback as well as that I did mention another a book um that I that I read as a strategy on how to feed your mind and that book was A Millionaire Mindset by Harv T. Ecker it's a phenomenal book um, which leads me into the next episode next um, next episode which is um, Money Mindset where we can begin to talk about how we are looking at money and how we're managing money and how we are really tackling that mindset of poverty, which many of us um, deal with. The richest person still deals with poverty mindset, right? And so 
really and truly. Um, I really hope that this episode was helpful for you and continue to message me and let me know what y'all think. Once again, stay dope, stay dedicated, stay original, particular, and excellent in all that you do. Peace out, my people. All love.